Welcome everyone, it's Eagles 360 Insider Dave Spadaro with you on this Tuesday at the Novacare Complex. We've got a great show for you today as the Eagles turn the page a bit after Sunday's win at Washington. Now looking ahead to the Kansas City Chiefs and in the midst of all that, some fairly serious injuries to consider and some roster juggling to be done. We'll be joined by head coach Doug Peterson in just a little while here in studio. Glenn Macnow joins me in a moment here. We'll talk about his takeaways from the game. But first, we go back to Sunday's game and talk about one of the key plays and one of the key plays from a, a defensive line position that really dominated and that will have to dominate moving forward. Fletcher Cox, the big move to get to Kirk Cousins for the sack and the forced fumble. We break it down in our tape study with Ike Reese and defensive line coach Chris Wilson. It's third down and six for the Redskins. Shotgun again. Chris Thompson to the right of Cousins. Cousins straight back. He's hit. Football is loose. And I think the Eagles have it. They do. Cousins sacked by Fletcher Cox. And the Eagles have the ball. Joining us here on Eagles game plan for another edition of Tape Study is defensive line coach, Coach Chris Wilson. Coach, welcome to the show. Well, Big week for the uh, defensive line this last week. Really set the tone, came up with big plays all throughout the game. Let's take a look at the first sack of the game. You're going to get a nice job here. Fletcher Cox, everybody wants Fletcher making more plays. No better way to do it in the first game here. Well, the first thing we did, we came, I believe this was a second down call for us. And uh, what we're doing right now is we're going to take Timmy here and let him have a two-way go here on the guard and let Fletcher become a contained rusher. Brandon now becomes a dropper force. And what we always teach these guys on that position is to do a great job of once you're clearing to become a rusher, which Fletcher did. Great finish by him with that outside hand, getting the ball out. That's the thing I love about it. You know, he's going for the big play, not just the sack. He wants that ball out. Great recognition there by Fletcher. Time now to welcome in Glenn Macknell to our studio on this Tuesday at the Novacare Complex, who's still trembling a bit. A little bit from the Sunday win over the Washington Redskins. What, what was it like for you to watch that game? Was what was a, the demeanor? It was a nail-biter. It was tense. You know, they started out so well, I'm thinking, wow, could the Eagles blow them out? Yeah. Right, first game of the season. And then Washington comes back, momentum back and forth. Really, Dave, up until the strip uh, sack fumble recovery and instant replay, that's the first time I felt confident. And did you feel that that play, the Fletcher Cox return, would be overturned? Yeah, I think Fletcher Cox, though, was going to be overturned as well. The whole defense was out on the field. (laughs) I know. They showed it on replay a couple times. Initially, I'm thinking, no, no, look, he hit his arm. And then from a different angle, maybe it's going forward. There are a lot of times when we've thought, you know, the referees didn't do the Eagles a favor there. I'm not saying they did him a favor. But in a 50-50, it was nice to go their way. Well, now we're going to take a look back at the game with Glenn McNeil's takeaways. But hopefully during the course of these takeaways, we will discuss some of the current situations with the Eagles as they pertain to Kansas City and beyond. Well, you bet. Okay. And so let's go with the first one, which is I thought the secondary did a very nice job of surviving after Ronald Darby went down. Uh, In the second quarter, Washington gained some momentum. They looked like they were scrambling out there. But they really got it together and did a nice job. Jalen Mills had a great game, not just the interception, but overall the coverage. Patrick Robinson, who had a rough preseason, uh, was outside, went inside, held Jamison Crowder to three catches, 14 yards. Malcolm Jenkins did his usual good job on Jordan Reed. The secondary is going to be challenged if you want to talk about moving forward, but I thought on this day they did a very nice job. They did a great job in coverage. They tackled well. They were very secure in that. And I think, Glenn, look, with Ronald Darby out for however long he's going to be out, 
it will take a village. Jalen Watkins and Corey Graham will have to play the safety position. Jalen might have to play some cornerback. Yeah. Who knows what? So it's going to take a group effort. Kansas City has obviously been watching this film. They're going to try to dissect every weakness. The front seven will have to contribute with a great pass rush to yeah. help the back end. Again. But yeah. it's a week-by-week -week proposition now that you've lost your most athletic and your fastest cornerback with players like Tyreek Hill, Odell Beckham Jr., Keenan Allen, some really good receivers on the way. Well, I was feeling pretty good about that up until that moment. It's just reality, Glenn. We are, we are in the analyzing <laughs> I know. It's not going to be so easy. It's not going to be easy at no, all. No, it is and I, not. By the way, speaking of Washington, they took a step back with, without Pierre Garçon and Deshaun Jackson. Man, you are so right. Yeah. Pierre Garçon, Deshaun Jackson just burned the Eagles all the time. Didn't see that, did yeah. we? No, okay. and, and without that, without that threat of speed, that guy. without that threat of speed, it just changes everything. All right, here you go. Number two, it looks like it's going to take a while for Carson Wentz to develop chemistry with the new guys. I heard this stat today: the eleven starters on Eagles' offense on Sunday had played together a total of eighteen plays all of preseason. So it showed to me when you had four catches, sixty-eight yards combined for Torrey Smith, Alshon Jeffrey. There's not that comfort level there. There is with Zach Ertz, 8 for 8, 8 attempts, 8 completions. It was with Nelson Aguilar, who had his best days of pro 6 catches. But the new guys, the good news is I think a month from now it's going to be a lot better. But it, was, it wasn't quite there. I'm not sure that I would attribute it to a lack of chemistry. I just thought Carson missed down the field a couple of times. Held yeah. the ball a little late under, with Torrey. Under threw one, over First, threw but one. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so it, maybe it's chemistry. But the point is, yes, and that will grow and that will build. And in the meantime, Ertz and Aguilar stepped up. And we talked about Ertz last week. A full season from Zach Ertz. He certainly started it off the right way. Always beats Washington, but usually in December. <laughs> yes. Now we beat him early. We beat him early. All right, here you go. And number three, because it needs to be said, Donnie Jones is a stud, man. I wondered during preseason if the Eagles were going to go with the younger, less expensive punter. They stuck with John Donnie Jones. It certainly paid off week one. He planted that 50-yarder at the one-yard line when they needed, when momentum was an issue in that game. He had the big hang time on that 40-yarder that led to the fumble. Um, overall, I thought special teams were terrific. Caleb Sturgis missed the extra point but hit the long field goals. Played hurt. We'll see how that plays out this week. Coverage was good. Special team, Dave Phipp, man, he started the season well. And by the way, Corey Clement goes right down the field, yeah. makes the play on the first kickoff, and showed that he can play at an NFL speed. I still think here, Glenn, at some point he will be, maybe sooner rather than later, a factor in the Eagles' running game. Nice How about that? It's nice. I like to hear that. Yeah. I like to hear it. Let me write that down. Yeah, write that. I, I like to see special teams contributing early. I remember sometimes when Harbaugh was here, because in special teams you have a lot of guys during the preseason in and out. You have no idea. Out. Right. It was great to see that early special teams play that well. Well, those are the takeaways from Glenn Macknell. We'll talk a little bit more about the Kansas City Chiefs later in the show. And obviously the injury factor is important with Darby and Sturgis sideline, a new kicker in town. We'll talk about that as we go through the week here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. When we return to Eagles 360, the head coach, Doug Peterson, will be in studio with me, our exclusive weekly one-on-one -on -one presented by Wawa. This portion of Eagles 360 was presented by Santander. Simply write checking from Santander Bank, the checking account that's convenient and gives you more control. Sounds simple, doesn't it? Visit one of our branches or SantanderBank.com simple to learn more and sign up today.
Finding the end zone is his specialty. In fact, he's found it over 17 times already today. He is a professional football watcher because he has NFL Red Zone from NFL Network on Xfinity. He catches every touchdown from every game Sunday afternoons all season long. Become a pro fan only with Xfinity. Switch to an X1 triple play and add the sports entertainment package to get NFL Red Zone. Call or go online today. We welcome you to our weekly exclusive one-on-one with head coach Doug Peterson presented by Wawa. Hello, everyone. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro with head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. And we are looking ahead a bit here to the Kansas City Chiefs. That win on Sunday, kind of a distant memory. We talked about this before, Doug, but how quickly do you process wins and losses? Fast. Um, you know, you, you spend a little bit on, on, on a Monday morning going back and recapping. And, uh, you know, the, the beauty of having iPads and things now is we can watch these games um, on the train, on the plane, uh, wherever it is on the way back. So we get a lot of the grades in already. So we spend most of the time on Monday game planning and looking forward to uh, putting, the, putting the plans together for the next week. Does it take young players time to process things so quickly, you find? Um, I think so. I, I do. I think, I think it's, uh, you know, they, they're going to hang on to things a little bit longer than coaches do. Um, we try to, you know, we obviously move on a lot faster, a lot quicker because we're, we're in, we're in game mode really on Monday. And then Tuesday is our, you know, our, our really our big day. And then, and then we go practice on Wednesday, but I think players can kind of hang on to it a little bit. Um, but you know, it's a long season. Um, you enjoy the, you enjoy the, the wins. Uh, you, you spit them out as fast as you can. You get ready for the next week. What did you learn about the team on Sunday? Resiliency, um, but you, you know, knew that, kind yeah, of, right? I, knew, I knew that going in and, uh, you know, I, I wanted to see how we were going to respond to, and that was my message to the team was how, how well are we going to respond when adversity hits and, and we had adversity in that game and, you know, they, they, they responded well, like, like I, like I knew they could and knew they would. And, um, that, that's the best thing about this football team. And, and they play so hard and so, so passionate about the game that, uh, uh, I think we can be faced with just about anything, and these guys will battle through it. Still many chapters to go in this season, Doug, but you know, last year, 1-7 and seven on the road, lost some games in the fourth quarter, and then on Sunday, you win 11 nothing in the fourth quarter, really the big difference in that game. Why? Why does this team show such maturity one year to the next? I just think we learned from our, our previous, uh, previous year, previous mistakes, and, and, and there was things that, that, that I talked to the team about all spring long and, and all summer and training camp was, you know, we got to learn to finish better and, and, and make plays down the stretch. And uh, what a great defensive play, obviously, the, uh, the sack fumble and, and uh, to get in the end zone to, to really, you know, uh, stretch our lead and, you know, and then offensively to go out and, you know, you'd love for the offense to finish that four-minute drive and stay on the field and not give the ball back to Washington. But, but overall, uh, I just think it was a great team effort uh, late in the game. What did the offense show you? What did, how they play? A little up and down. Um, you know, had some consistency early and then and then got away from that. Uh, we made some made some just some some dumb mistakes, really bonehead mistakes, uh, things that we've repped. You know, all the way back to OTAs and. You know, those are the things that we've got to fix, got to correct. Uh, and, then, and then we picked out, I thought the passing game, you know, Carson was very efficient, uh, spread the ball around. You know, you look at, uh, you know, several guys with eight targets and one with yeah, uh, Ertz and, all, Ertz and both, those yeah. guys, and, and Torrey had eight targets, Alshon was seven. So the guys that we want to target the, the, the ball to, we were able to do that and spread it around. Um, we had opportunities down the field, uh, which, which, is, which is a bright spot. You know, we didn't hit on uh, but one, but... Uh, you know, took some took some opportunities and shots, and those are those are some bright spots we can we can build off of. You did not hesitate, Doug, to come out of the gates fast and aggressively with the big ball to Tory. Why that call, first play of the game? 
Well, just kind of going back and, 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 and studying Washington and, and uh, Minuski over the years and just understanding how, they, how he starts games. And, you know, and, and I just wanted to come out and, and be aggressive early with, with our play call and, and with our guys and just show the confidence that I have in them. And um, we just missed, you know, slightly underthrown ball, but uh, we came back and missed again. And, you know, but those are things that we're, we're capable of doing now. And uh, we want to be able to back defenses up and, and uh, to come out and do that first play of the game just shows that, that uh, we'll have – more of those opportunities uh, in these next next few games. 13 nothing lead and you try that kind of that lateral to Nelson. Can you explain what that play was supposed to be? It's supposed to be a run. It's supposed oh, right. to be a run. Um, and it's designed as a run and that's just an advantage throw for the quarterback and and really based on a man zone man zone indicator and, and they gave us zone and, and so it was, it was an opportunity. Um, you know, it, it wasn't perfect. Obviously it was a lateral and it's even in practice we, we always practice it downhill, uh, throw it downhill. Um, and it was it was a mistake offensively. Um, so we'll learn from it. We'll move on from it and uh, uh, correct it moving moving forward. What do you need to do really to get that run game where you want it to be, Doug? It's close. It's close. You know, we just got to sustain blocks. Uh, you know, just got to know leverage, understand fronts, understand you know where the backers are, uh, make those necessary adjustments in game, and 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 just keep keep fighting, keep plugging. Uh, the run game was there. Uh, we had some potentially big runs in this game. Uh, but uh, but we just came up a little bit short on some execution and just just finishing the block. Doug, the, this game, this win, this first one was it clearly a three phase win. Special teams came up huge, spe- defense dominant. This is you, you come back on Monday and Tuesday here, and you, the locker room there's just a, a vibe here. Everybody really feels like they can contribute, which is I guess exactly the the feeling you want. Exactly what you want, and it's got to be three phases. You know, we talk about it all the time, but now we know too that sometimes it's got to be the defense stepping up. Maybe that's the offense one week and. You know, we know that the special teams, you know, I talk about field position all the time, and Donnie Jones had a punt to the one-yard line, and, you know, the defense took, took the ball away uh, four times and, you know, things like that. So, you know, we, 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 you never know which unit's going to step up. Uh, it was just uh, this past week, it was great to see all three. Kansas City Chiefs, special spot for you going back to Arrowhead as a head coach. What does it mean to you? Oh, it's a special place, obviously, and then uh, spent three years, and, and it's, a, it's a loud place. Um, I, I still think they hold the world record for the, for the loudest outdoor stadium, so uh, we, got a, we got our work cut out for us. Uh, this is, uh, as we know, an Andy Reid coach team, and they're going to be well-disciplined, well-prepared, uh, and we got to be likewise. Were they for real on Thursday against the Patriots? They were. Uh, that's, the, that's the Kansas Didn't City Didn't think they Chiefs. were that good? Um, you know what? Um, I've seen it. You know, I've been there. I've seen it when they can play like that, and uh, Alex Smith was very efficient. He's he's not going to make the, the the big mistake. He's not going to you know turn the ball over, um, and and they've got some speed at the at the skill spot. So Tyreek Hill is somebody that we got to be uh, accounted for. You know, uh, Kelsey uh, is mm-hmm, a tight end sure. that's uh, very athletic and run good route runner, and you know so they got weapons on offense, and that run game can can really feed and, and get going. So and then defensively, you know, a coach uh, Sutton team is, is again a well-disciplined team. They're they're not going to present a lot of things to you. Uh, it's going to be a very simple game plan, but uh, at the same time, they, they get after the quarterback. Man, it would be so huge. Two straight games in hostile environments, go out and win those two games and come back to Philly would be a gigantic way to start the season. It'd be a great way. You know, two two road uh, two road wins, hopefully. Um, in, like you said, in hostile, loud stadiums. Um, and, and we just got to you know stay keep, stay the course, keep our poise, and, and we'll see what happens. You ever worry about Carson not being poised? Has no. he ever shown you that he's not poised? No, no. He he he's so he's so under under control. Every everything is is very. He's in command of everything, um, and and that's 
for a second-year player, a young quarterback in this league, that's a very special, right. special trait to have. Big week ahead, Doug. Good luck. Thank you. Beat the Chiefs. Doug Peterson in studio here. Our exclusive one-on-one -on -one weekly presented by Wawa. Thanks for joining us. This portion of Eagles 360 was presented by Rothman at Jefferson. Eagles High School Football Showdown presented by the Rothman Institute at Jefferson celebrates local high school football teams and coaches. Visit PhiladelphiaEagles.com slash showdown to vote for this week's Game of the Week. Hit the beach this spring with me, Dave Spadaro, and your favorite Eagles players and alumni. Travel to Mal Jade Riviera Cancun in Riviera Maya, Mexico for a getaway full of special activities and VIP events. Packages include round-trip non-stop air, resort transfers, unlimited luxury hotel accommodations, plus all meals and drinks. Go to applevacations.com slash eagles to book your trip today. Right checking from Santander Bank. Just make one deposit, payment, withdrawal, or transfer each month to waive the monthly fee, and there's no minimum balance. You're all right with Simply Right Checking from Santander Bank. Come and see what's happening at your local Acme. Better sale prices, superior service, and great quality products. Cleaner, friendlier, fresher. Like fresher meat and seafood, and fresher produce and hundreds of organics. And our butchers cut our USDA choice Lancaster beef in store every day. So stop in, shop, and see for yourself why Acme is just better. Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. You supported him through four years of undergrad and medical school. It's no wonder he said, you don't have to pick me up. At Lincoln Financial, we get there are some responsibilities of love you got to do on your own. And some you shouldn't have to shoulder alone, like being able to maintain your lifestyle no matter what comes your way. Ask a financial advisor how Lincoln can help you get through your retirement and not just to it. We are back. It's Eagles 360, Dave and Glenn. We turn our attention now to our Santander Legend of the Week. And nobody fits that description better, I think, than Ike Reese, former Eagles linebacker, former Eagles Pro Bowl linebacker, now a staple in the sports media community here in Philadelphia. Ike, I guess let's start there. The transition from player to media member, now you hear the fans. What has that experience been like for you? Uh, it's been everything I thought it would be when I, uh, you know, years ago I thought about getting into this business when I first fell in love with listening to sports talk radio on, on WIP. Uh, it, it's been, uh, I, I think it's a, it's a great emotional ride for people like myself. I, I consider myself to be a fan as well. And uh, I've always enjoyed the, uh, the interaction between uh, quote unquote analysts and the fans. I think that you get a, a, a raw, honest, uh, emotional field uh, reaction from this fan base. It's the reason why I love this fan base so much. And it makes the job uh, fun to do. Now, we obviously have tough times when the teams aren't doing very well and you got a, got a lot of criticism being heaped upon players and coaches and front offices in this town. But I, I've always felt that that's just 
displays the level of passion that fan base has for its sports team in this in this town. I know it's a northeast thing, uh, Boston, New York, uh, this Philly area, but I, I think no one does it like we do it here uh, in the Delaware Valley. So given that, and given the first week, you've been, well, Ike, you've now been part either as a player or as a broadcaster for almost 20 of these opening days. What does it mean just when a team wins the first game of the year here as opposed to we're all going through this week with a loss? It's huge. I mean, it's huge psychologically for everyone. I mean, Glenn, Dave, you guys have been around here a long time. Dave, you're from this area. So uh, the difference between this city's emotional state and this mental state on Monday or Tuesday based on whenever that team plays and whether they win or lose, I mean, it's 180 degrees away from each other. And so – to get a win the opening week uh, of the Eagles season is big time. It, 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 it allows us to continue to believe that this is going to be our year. And I know every team and every NFL city feels that way at the beginning of the year. But I tell you, there are 16 cities that aren't very happy at the results of week one in the NFL. And there are 16 cities, which we are a part of, where we are elated about where our team is at and we're happy to get off on a good start. This week, it's, it's Andy Reid on the other sideline once again, and we all know that you have a great relationship with Andy. Um, the Chiefs opened the season in spectacular fashion, beating the New England Patriots. Typical of an Andy Reid team to come out of the gates smoking. Now he's got a mini bye week. We all know how good he is after a bye week. Big deal for you, Ike, number one, to play Andy Reid. Is that still a big story here? And then number two, how real are the Kansas City Chiefs? Oh, yeah, and that's why still a real story. Now, if Andy was out there losing every game and it was on a hot seat, uh, potentially being fired, it may not mean as much to us. Uh, but obviously, having the, the winningest coach uh, in team history uh, over there doing well with another team and not surprised at all. Uh, we know how fantastic of a coach he is that he has the Kansas City Chiefs uh, in contention year in and year out. And the way they got off uh, to, the, uh, to the season opener against New England, I think that surprised everyone. Uh, that's how explosive Kansas City was. So uh, we got a chance to watch that. Everyone did around the league. They look like a different team. Uh, Alex Smith certainly looks like he's willing to put the ball down the field. Tyreek Hill, one of the most electrifying players in the league. Uh, they got our attention. They got our attention. And, uh, yeah, I think it makes the game that much uh, more meaningful because uh, we here feel that Andy has a good team out there. We know he's a good coach. And, you know, it's like, you want to do well when you're going up against uh, one of your exes, and that's our ex-coach, and uh, we're bringing our team into town. There are a lot of storylines that connect each other. We did with the organization and the coaching staff. Um, and coming out of there with a victory in a place that is very tough to get a win. Although, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, I think every time we've been out there, we won those games, right? Yeah, only, only one loss out there in four games. This is the fifth time they've played at Arrowhead. Yeah, so – you know, it's a tough place to get a win, and hopefully we can uh, continue our little winning ways that we've had out there uh, recently. But, yeah, I no doubt about it, Dave. It, it's, it's a big game for, for several reasons, and having Andy as the coach over there and his team looking like one of the better teams in the league right now, I think that makes it a, an, an even bigger game. Because that's the game, and then we're going to get a portion of the fan base that says, Boy, would you rather have Andy Reid as the head coach here still? So, you know, that's going to be a, a show topic. All right, so, so let's stay with that just a little bit. Doug knows Andy, played for him, coached for him. You know both of these guys very well. 
Given that, uh, two-part question. What is something that, as Doug develops as a coach, you really think he has or should take from Andy Reid? And maybe, Ike, an area where you think Doug should differentiate himself from Andy. First thing I've noticed that he's taken from Andy Reid, and that's the personable relationship with the players. You know, and Andy found a way to build those sort of bridges with his players without being a former player or coming in with a uh, impeccable resume, so to speak. He was a little bit of an unknown, but I think the way that he brought us together and the way that he led us, and he eventually became one of those player coaches where players just love to play for him. And he understands the importance of having those relationships with his players. You know, there's a fine line there between coach and player, but he still puts an emphasis on having that trust uh, amongst his players and giving his players ownership of the team. So I recognize that early uh, in Doug's coaching career, and I think that's going to carry him a long way. And then the thing that you, I guess you would maybe want to see him sort of separate himself from uh, with Coach Reed, I, I guess it would be uh, – they were like, well, obviously, guys. Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> thanks, thanks for the help, Dave. <laughs> obviously, you, you wanted to go ahead and be the one who leads us to winning the Super Bowl. But, but, but I would even say this. I, I would say uh, being a little flexible, being, being a little flexible in the way that you do things, and uh, uh, the willingness to incorporate others uh, with what you're doing. Uh, I, I think that's going to carry Doug a long way as well. I mean, you're talking about a little bit of different era of coaching from when Andy started with, with us. To even where Andy is at right now, he and Doug, in this era of football, I think coaches' approach to the game uh, has to change a little bit. Players are certainly a lot more knowledgeable about the game of football. And not only that, they're also knowledgeable as to what they mean to the game of football. And so it's not like you know, 20, 30 years ago when it was pretty much you do it because I said do it. Right. Uh, nowadays, players want to know why you want me to do it that way. And coaches have to be willing to be able to explain themselves to a degree. Ike Reese, we thank you for joining us so much on Eagles 360. Ike Reese, our Santander legend of the week. Time now, Glenn, to take a look at our Amorosos on the menu. Take a look here at what's ahead for the Philadelphia Eagles fans as we move into the rest of the week here. Right tackle Lane Johnson will be in studio with me a little bit later on here and this week, and he'll talk about the matchup against another group of great pass rushers. It doesn't end for Lane Johnson. No, there's not an easy week ahead. There is no easy week ahead. Uh, we also have an exclusive miking with Lane Johnson. Nice. And then on Wednesday, our first look at the Kansas City Chiefs. Mike Quick in studio as my co-host. That is our Amorosos on the menu look. Glenn, the Eagles on the road again here. What will it take to win this game? Uh, I know there are many, many storylines that will be explored throughout the week here. I think it's a fun week of football. Yeah, it's a fun week, and it's a real challenging week. I did not know that Andy Reid's team was going to be that good opening week going well, to New England. Are they that good? Oh, well, I, I, that's a great point, and, and we will find out. Um, Andy off the bye is always a thing. We saw how good he was there. He got up from the Thursday this Sunday. The flip side of that is... I believe in the ebb and flow. Maybe after a week, they're smelling themselves a little bit. Gives the Eagles the opportunity. Eagles will, this is the most obvious thing I'll ever say to you, but it's really true. Have to play flawless, yeah. right? No turnovers, no breakdowns. You do that, you got the talent to beat them, but it's a tough task. No false starts. Get a lead. Rush the quarterback. Protect Carson Wentz. And get the running game going. Something we haven't that seen. Be nice. Right? Yeah. 
So it's a tough one. And, and listen, both teams have injuries. How will the coaching staffs exploit those injuries? All right. It's only Tuesday. Got a long way to go. A lot of talking to do between now and Sunday. And you're just the guy to do it. Thanks, Glenn. I'll see you on Sunday. We'll talk then. Glenn McDowell in studio. We thank you for joining us. We thank you for joining us here on Eagles 360. I'm back tomorrow with Mike Quick. In the meantime, have yourselves a great Eagles day.